I've got stuff on eraser. Okay. So be be prepared when I say eraser. I'm going to do a little erasure joke. So just All to right. give you some warning, yeah. You are erased. Well, Sorry. No, like erasure, like the band. The band, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to do a little erasure joke. So don't spoil it. That's all I'm saying. Give me a little respect to, you know, just to do that. So I've grown accustomed to doing this uh, pre-intro intro now. Um, I don't have a pre-prepared one this week, Ollie. Sorry, mate. Uh, but what I will say is thanks very much for everyone getting involved and making last week's episode the most successful episode so far. Wow. Uh, wow. Wow. <laughs> uh, which is, uh, has been uh, partly surprising, partly obvious. We were always going to get better, I thought. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, th- thanks if anybody has actually been listening to these mini intro segments and going, you know what, I will tell them it because spreading the word is uh, helping us out, obviously. Um, and if you do get involved a little bit in what we do on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and stuff, that helps us out a lot as well because it um, uh, intentionally or not, it spreads the word a little bit. So uh, if you have anything that you want to... Yeah, with, with some level of virality. Um, yeah. And at the moment, Ollie, I'm at the scabby stage of my virality of shingles, and it's almost gone. I'm definitely, yeah. I'm definitely not. Uh, it's not communicable for me anymore. Okay. So everyone's good, and uh, even though it could be spread by audio waves, can't be anymore because I'm past that stage. But yeah, if anyone does get uh, does want to get involved, the things the things we want to know. I mean, we'll we'll listen to almost anything people post, uh, but. Yeah. Uh, specifically if you want anything in a Segi 1 or if you want to just let us know what we got right or wrong or things that we might have missed when we've gone through uh, deep dives and just tell us that type of stuff and then we'll do some housekeeping in our follow-up episodes. Yeah. Sound good? Um, that sounds fan-bloody-tastic. All right, well, let's bloody get on with it. I'm Ian, he's Ollie. Hi. We're both guys, we're chatting about film. It's the Guys on Film podcast. Yeah, yeah. And that sound signifies that this episode is the return to the Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, uh, what are we calling this now? It's like a quadrilogy at this stage, but I uh, think it's, it's a quadrilogy. Be more. Yeah, whatever a five is, it's going to be whatever a five elegy il- is. It's a biggie. Um, it's yeah. a big ode to Schwarzenegger. And at the moment, we're clocking in at three hours fifty minutes already spent. Sorry, three hours fifteen minutes. Right. Already spent on Schwarzenegger. So, given that we're only at 1993, <laughs> it's yeah. um, suggesting that every minute counts in this episode and probably the next one. Yeah. Uh, we, we've got to really motor on. Uh, so, that's going to be our uh, deep dive today. Yeah. We're going to go through the movies from 1993 onwards, hopefully, getting as far as Terminator 3 yeah. and just prior to his uh, governator period. So, okay. um, before that, what's the score? Oh, uh, we're, we're going to be having a, a whimsical look at this week's hottest potato, um, and that's that's a Doctor Who becoming a being being regenerated as a Lady Who. Um, uh-huh. But Doctor Who's not a movie, Ollie. 
Have they never done a movie? They've done a movie of Doctor Who, surely. Doctor Who the movie. Oh, that sounds plausible. It sounds like that checks out. Great. <laughs> okay. Um. I mean, you can put the movie in front of or behind anything and it, it checks out. Okay. You know, Gardener's World, the movie. There's so much Doctor Who stuff that it's hard to tell what's movie or what's TV special. So I'm going to yeah. just stop that research now. Uh, so, but anyway, TV what, what or movie, gonna... what are we doing? So uh, we're going to be uh, having a look at what films we might want to redress the gender balance with. Um, okay. You know, by swapping the, the roles around in, you know, other films as well. Or okay. whatever. So it should be okay. fun. Uh, you know, should, lot, should lot, be fun. What I want to say is, we're not, you know, this isn't controversial. You know, this is we're 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 both very cool guys with everything right. So chill out. I mean, you're you're, you're almost you're, a girl. Yeah, I mean, my hair. <laughs> I mean, I'll get to my hair in life school. <laughs> but let, let's just move on. Um, I think fine, we all, okay. we've got the we've got the gist of what it what's uh, what's coming up. <sighs> Fucking hell. Uh, for those people who have tuned in specifically for the gender-related segment, Ollie's not normally like this. It's just we're hot on the heels of last week's episode uh, covering porno titles. Oh, and you you sent me <laughs> a oh, WhatsApp yeah. message on Friday as I as I was going down the M6. I stopped off at a service station <laughs> um, only to see that you. I, I basically stopped off for a, a coffee, and um, I saw that you'd sent me a a WhatsApp message um, because we couldn't think of a really good John Carpenter based uh, porno title. I come up with Halloween and you had um, uh, Escape from New... No, you had Escape from New Dork that you were, <coughs> that you yeah. were happy with. Um, no, but I was also actually quite happy with uh, making you laugh twice with uh, <laughs> Big Trouble in Little Person. <laughs> now that just suggests that like like yeah i think like your mind can make up the rest of that um yeah. it would probably star mini me um, yeah but uh anyway i knew that there was some level of word or wee man or wee man is wee man still alive yeah probably yeah he's still alive um anyway the one that i texted you was dick trouble in her vagina Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, potentially that could even be like a, a sort of medical public service type movie that just kind of helps out guys. Who it's got, factual. Yeah. Yeah. It's got stuff to do with like, or maybe for girls who are suffering from their, their other half having dick trouble in yeah. their vagina. <laughs> but, Can we but just it's, move on? <laughs> but it's all themed around the, the movie Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, uh, look, I think we should move on. I think we're losing. You know those. You know those numbers we built up last week. I think they're just they're dropping rapid, by the rapidly second. dwindling, like yeah. like the guy with dick trouble. All right, say you what. Guys on Bill, yeah, but guys, we're talking about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast for real. You know what, guys, talk about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast for real. Okay, second one. Now, Ollie. Yeah. Um, there's been there's been a uh, jingle, right? That says mm. Seggy one, correct? There's been a, a jingle. Um, no. Can I just pre-warn you that I've really only got two. And 
I'm not sure they're really that good. The second one, I'm worried, is a little bit too coarse. Okay. I mean, are they... Do they... Um, do they venture into the realms of angry nerd bedwetter rage? No. No. Well, that's fine well, then. Well, what does that mean in terms of how people well, might well, respond people, to them? Well, people that when when they found out that uh, Doctor Who was going to be regenerated as a female, that they went straight onto the BBC uh, Doctor Who Facebook page and basically told the BBC that they were cancelling their TV license and never watching anything from the BBC no, ever m- again. Mine, mine are more to do with like general taste and decency, which is fine because we're always on the fringes of breaking those rules yeah. anyway. Uh, yeah, so maybe you should start. I'll do the middle two and end on one of yours, and then we can have a quick chat about the whole idea of like gender swapping in film and stuff. Okay. Um, okay. Well, what what have you got, mate? <laughs> well, the first one is is basically so I've been on Twitter a little bit, and I've been seeing people saying right. We've, we've got Doctor Who, now we're going to get Bond, right? Now, mm. what I'm saying is, don't bother, right? Because i tell you for why. James Bond isn't a good role model for boys or men at all in any way. So he's not going to be a good role model for women or girls. It's, it, you know, just I wouldn't chase it, right? I would not chase that one. Um, unless... And, and, and my whole thing is actually... There's plenty of there's plenty of amazing films that are going to be coming out this year, including Wonder Woman uh, and uh, Atomic Blonde that looks really good. You've got your Star Wars. You've got all these things like original cool stuff. You know, you don't need something that Timothy Timothy Dalton made famous. Mm. Um, you know, it just doesn't. He? Unless, however, unless, oh, Ollie, can I just ca- can I caveat your comments already? Okay. Everyone should know that this is coming from a person that doesn't really care about the Bond franchise. So you Apart should take from Timothy t- Dalton. You should take his points with a pinch of salt. But ca- carry I, on. I, 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 but but do you kind of get get the gist of what I'm saying? Yeah, and he's I, not I, a great role model, I, is he? I, I agree. Not about the role model thing specifically, but also just the original content that boosts the profile of women in cinema is probably better anyway. But hey, man, would you rather exactly? Would you rather be Guns and Roses or? West Midlands-based Guns N' Roses cover band, Guns or Roses. That's all I'm saying. Be Guns N' Roses, but good yeah. Guns N' Roses, not Chinese democracy era. Anyway, well, what, I'm what digressing. If, what if uh, all of Guns N' Roses except Axl Rose got back together and they replaced him with a female singer? Um, hmm, now you've you've caught me there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, do do carry on with the James Bond one. Okay, so the only way that I think um, a Bond gender swap would work is this. So they get like a, a director, not a very good one, like one that's going to basically make a, a license to kill style, um, you know, loads of arse cheeks and cleavage and violence and, and swagger and just being a, being a bit of a sex pest. So they write that script. So they basically write the Bond script as Bond, as the ultimate womanizer, all the things that, you know, are really not not good about Bond. And then at the very, very last minute, without changing the script, they cast Charlize Theron. Uh-huh. So, so she now, is doing the womanizing. She's doing the womanizing. She's punching the bloke. She's chucking him into propellers. Uh, she's having mild hangovers and waking up next to Brazilian supermodels. 
and being coarse. And I, I think that's the only way that I'd like to see it work. I've I've no particularly strong feeling about that. That that sounds fine. However, I do have one issue with all of that, which is, and I I was saying like, we'll go through our ideas of what we should um, swap around gender roles right. for, right? Now, I took that to be comedy ideas. That's fine. We'll get to that in a minute. But what my point at the end was, I was saying, like, let's talk about this at the end. But I think we're kind of in the thick of it now anyway. Yeah. On your on your point about, hey, let's just make better roles and then create new characters, right? Why do we yeah. have to repurpose existing characters? Yeah. I, I think a part of that is, like, the same way that if you made a female person Spider-Man or Batman, yeah, the, it breaks the lore in that it's a man. Do, I know, but that's... Do, do you know what I mean? I do, but I mean... No, no, I, so, I mean, this, so, was, this was... This is the, the kind of uh, light-hearted humour segment, so what I am saying is that I don't actually think that, Ian. I don't actually think that they should do this, but I think it would be pretty funny. I know, but some people were calling for Gillian Anderson to be the next James Bond. So, so my point being is, would would it be like Jamie Bond or like what would it I, be? I think they would need to keep all the character traits there for it to be for it to be James Bond. They'd need to keep all the no, but that's what I'm the... saying. Like, do you go around calling a female actress James Bond? Yes, you'd, you'd literally no. You just have to change it. So anyway, that's that's my point. It's like just. Just make movies where the characters are good anyway. And yeah, just exactly. Make the women the characters. Okay, cool. Right. I mean, you thought far too hard about that, uh, but move on to yours. No, that's my general point about all of this kind of this this thing. Although, what I think is good about Doctor Who is that yeah. the the point of the regeneration is makes that sense. It yeah. makes sense. It could happen. Or yeah, like at least- Thor as well. You know, Thor is now a female. Uh, in the Marvel universe, in the not comics. in the films, but it well, but it might one day be. But that makes sense also because uh, you know Thor is chosen by you know the the holding of the hammer. So if you can pick up the hammer and you pass the mantle on, you are the next owner of that you know yeah. mythical weapon. So again, it makes perfect sense that 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 should happen. Um, yeah. But yeah, with with Bond, there's no kind of regeneration or passing on of of the mantle per se. You would have to create a brand new character in order for that to happen. Yeah, and I think the other thing about Bond is that the timeline isn't actually chronological. Like one doesn't go from the other to the other, apart from maybe like a, a series of them that come one after the other together, and then after that, you just kind of imagine it's all gone back to the start. Where in Thor, the comic books, when the mantle changes from one person to the other that's explained it happens and then it becomes part of a timeline or a particular like you know so and then people get annoyed on the internet and everybody goes nope but that is how it is so you know deal with it uh so what's yours what's your first one my first one is lad with the dragon tattoo (laughs) why not lad with the tribal tattoo well, that's that's what it. Well, you've you've already rumbled me because this is the story <laughs> of uh, a group of lads that go away to Ayanapa, and Ayanapa, uh, <laughs> Ayanapa. Okay, yeah. we didn't finish that. Fine. Um, <laughs> there will be people finishing that in their minds as they listen. Yeah, um, mind finish. 
<laughs> You've done that a few times. Um... <laughs> okay. Um, Pure oil. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, they they uh, it's you know it's a likely story. It's almost the in betweeners on holiday, right? right? Couple of lads go away. They get more drunk than they've ever been before. It's maybe a little bit of a hangover <laughs> scenario, and uh, one of them finds themselves. How do you, the- how do you define that on camera, like what? in the script that they've they they're more drunk than they've ever been before? <laughs> no, that's more that's more like a tagline in a trailer. <laughs> Um, because okay. the build-up at the start not of the movie, that one line. before yeah. they before they get on the Ryanair flight, um, <laughs> they uh, they're all going like, oh, like I'm going to be well mad when I go out, and then you can tell when they get there actually that they're a bit trepidatious and they've never really, you know, seen this type of thing before, right? And uh, in a cavalcade of drinking-based mistakes, uh, one of the one of the lads ends up uh, being pushed into a tattoo shop on on the high street of Ayanapa. I'm sure that's how it's referred to. On the yeah. main promenade. Um, yeah. And this is a type of tattoo shop that they do shots on the way into. Um, and that when you get the tattoo, they are also giving you an infection at the same time. Yes. And that's, so the tattoo is pre-infected. And that's actually optional. You opt in. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the mates are all like, oh yeah, it's an extra 20 quid, but get them infected. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so anyway, he wakes up the next day and he has no idea. And in fact, it's not until he goes home with a regrettable other half on the last night of the holiday where she tells him, what's that on your back, mate? Um, <laughs> and it's what is uh, very um, derogatory, derogatorily called... Uh, tramp stamp. Tramp stamp. Yeah, it's one of those, but it's a dragon. Right, Okay. Now, uh, on his return to presumably England, I've not really thought this level of detail through. Um, I mean, it doesn't really dragon... sound like you're remaking The Girl with the ta- Dragon Tattoo. No, it I'm not. It sounds like you're remaking The Inbetweeners. I am, but <laughs> but here here comes the twist. It sounds, what, what it sounds like, Ian, is that you've got a title. And I'm you, running and you're with working, it. <laughs> and you're running with it. Actively making it up as I go along. Yeah. Um Here's the big twist. <laughs> Are you ready? Trent Reznor's doing the soundtrack. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that'd be good. Uh, okay. Because it ties in neatly to the fact that the, the dragon tattoo comes to life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, it's a Jekyll Hyde sort of the Hulk uh, thing that makes him right. commit minor crimes on the streets of the UK. Um, okay. So, all because of his mates, he's he's committing these crimes. He ends up getting locked up, um, but because of the power of the dragon, he gets out of jail, and then he exacts his revenge on his uh, yeah. meddlesome mates. You know, the rest is okay. you know pretty much writes itself. I wish it would. <laughs> <laughs> So that's my first idea. I mean, I, I did pre-warn you that it, it's not particularly good, but the second one yeah. I think has got legs. Okay. Uh, so my my second one. I mean, I haven't thought this one through much, but um, I've got Pretty Man. Mm-hmm. So this is this is a, a gender swap uh, for Pretty Woman. So in this one, you have um, 
you know, a very powerful businesswoman, maybe like, you know, your Jodie Foster or, or you know, Shalise Theron, someone like that. Uh, sure. You know, when she's not on uh, James Bond, um, she's on this. When uh, she's not got, James Bond. When she's not James Bond. Uh, so this is this is about a male prostitute um, uh-huh. who who comes good. <laughs> Hold on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, who, uh, you know, who betters themselves. I love your pre-written jokes, Ollie. That, that, wasn't that wasn't pre-written! <laughs> it wasn't. Um, okay. Yeah, so pretty, pretty man. What do you think to that uh, that reversal? It's quite seedy, I imagine. Why? Why would it be seedy? Just because the guy is the prostitute? Don't know. I mean, you just imagine you know, he's, guys. He's, uh, I mean, forever. guys. Yeah, guys are are a bit seedy, aren't they? You know, I mean, I imagine he's a bit of a bit of a seedy guy. It's probably Rob Schneider or something like that. It's basically uh, Juice Bigelow, Male Gigolo Three. Was there a second? Yeah, it was the second one. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> You've not seen it? No, I've not seen the first either. What? Uh, the first The first one is uh, is very good. <laughs> shut up. Really? <laughs> it is. It really? is. Yeah, I like Jesus. it. Jesus, okay. Uh, what do I think right. about it? I think um, it's interesting. I'd be most interested in what the the visual change would be because it's big, the big thing in uh, Pretty Naughty Women... Shorts. Yeah, Pretty Woman's all about the visual transformation in terms of what she wears and getting all classy and dressed up to go to fancy meals. So, what, yeah, so what's I mean, he wearing been, at the start and what's he wearing at the end? Well, he's not been skipping leg day. He's got big thunder thighs. You know, he's got massive thighs. Could Rob Schneider got, do that? Uh, CG. Okay. And would his thighs he's, get thick and massive like Arnold Schwarzenegger's and get to 28.5 inches? Quite big. Um, but he's also got his uh, very small denim shorts on, which are probably also CG as well, uh, a bit like in uh, Dead Calm. So yeah. he's got, got some nice, very naughty shorts on uh, with a, maybe like a vest that, that droops to see a little bit of side peck. Mm-hmm. Uh, slick back hair, big gold chain. You know, uh, uh, maybe he's, what, what's a soul patch? He's got a soul patch. So you're kind of describing like a beach bro. A beach bro, yeah. yeah. It's just something that Arnold Schwarzenegger might have worn when he was about 20. Whereas yeah. I'm kind of thinking like maybe maybe more leather. Leather and chains. <laughs> you know, that's on the second date. But uh, but yeah, okay. ev- eventually, you know, he's he starts wearing slacks and shirts and, you know, starts becoming a bit more, you know, he can, you know... Uh, Traditionally she take, respectable. She can take him to to that that dinner party. Uh, she can let him meet the governor or the councillor or who or whoever the boss, you know. And it's not going to be embarrassing because he's not going to be, you know, sort of standing there with his, you know, very very tight shorts on, which reveal everything. And I mean everything. Because I... it actually in the in the you know the acting of the film, he's he's basically standing there wearing you know just green paint. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I actually think that this is something, if they could get past the fact that the name is terrible, if they could find a better name than Pretty Man. Pretty Pretty Woman 2? I don't know, but if they can get past the name, I actually feel like this is the type of thing that they would actually do now. (laughs) Well, as a serious film or as a comedy? As 
Well, I mean, Pretty Woman was pretty light-hearted at times as well. So it'd sit somewhere between, like, sort of drama comedy. Dramedy. Yeah. Okay, well, maybe, look, I'll go and pitch it to... James know, Franco. Whoever. James Franco and see if he'll, see if he'll no. pick it up. Okay. So what's, what's your next one? Talking, of course. What's your... Uh, okay, uh, so... Controversial second one. In order to make myself look better, I'm going to ask you what you think I'm going to do with this. So... I would like to remake and gender swap the film Manhunter. What do you think? Where do you think I'm going with it? I don't know. I mean, are you gonna are you gonna swap the you know the detective the the one with the vision? No, I just the, even mean the name. Woman, woman, woman hunter. Girl hunter was one option, which seems I mean, a little. Woman silly. hunter would would make most sense. I know, but it just it doesn't work, does it? Woman Hunter. Anyway, for those of a sort of soft disposition, turn your ears off now, because I was going for the triple X rated Man Hunter. <laughs> oh my god! I might have to bleep that out. You might have to, but anyway, this is this is a sadistic killer, much like the end of uh, Lad with a Dragon Tattoo and the Mad Tirade. Um, and there is a detective with bow legs who stays on the beach and looks off into the middle distance to try and work out what's wrong with both his life and the life of the killer. Right. Um, okay. But the baddie is somebody that runs around forcibly giving people sex changes. Okay. Against their will. Against their willy. Absolutely where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, now, I haven't thought much more of it through, but it was, again, basically taking a name and then changing it. Which you're yeah, going to well, bleep there, out. If, in fact, in fact... Um, It'd be better to, if you bleep that out. Well, there is a music video that is absolutely disgusting. In fact, it's not even on YouTube. I think it's only on uh, bloodydisgusting.com by Cattle Decapitation. And the, the song is called Forced Gender Reassignment. And it actually um, is exactly what you're, you're talking about. So there you go. So, it has been you know. done. It's been done. Okay, and uh, how, so, how successful was that? Oh, people love it, yeah. But it's just it's it's horrible though. It's it's potentially too far. There's well, lots of there's lots of prosthetic uh, peni. What the hell? Um, being thrown around all over the place. Bloodydisgusting.com. That's that's like your homepage. It's a good website. It Is it deals with uh, horror films and it's not one of these. It's not one of these horrible, you know. Snuff disgusting. Websites. Yeah, it's a horror film website. It's quite quite well respected. And just on um, that, they've... just on that point, um, I would say that uh, I would quite like to do something about the video nasties. So we will yeah. do something about the video nasties sometime in the near future, September, October, maybe. Suiting. Probably Suiting. October makes sense, seeing as that's Halloween. Hello, Zween. Uh, now, did I hear uh, Bruno crying in the background there? Uh, you did, yes. Yeah, it so was only a cry for attention, though. That that signals the need to really press on with this segment. Okay, what's your last right, one? Now, um, well, I've got two, but one will be medium length. One will be just very quick. So, um, what, my about, first what one, about the ideas? My first one is Mister Doubtfire. Now, in brackets, I've put clever. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. Yeah, I know. 
So this yeah. time it's a very presentable looking Piers Brosnan. Yeah, yeah. As as the character yeah. that a woman turns herself into. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So there you go. It's I mean it is clever. It works on multiple levels. Bruno uh, doesn't you know. seem to think so. Bruno Bruno seems to think he wants to jump from the table. Um, onto my keyboard and stop the recording. <laughs> He's got that okay. look on his face. Uh, my final, but, but my final. You, one... you know from uh, the Segalathon episode that he can't make that distance and will <laughs> and will tumble to the floor. <laughs> That's true. Um, my final one is a remake of Ghostbusters, but with an all male cast. <laughs> can, we just move, can we just move on to life scores? <laughs> Fine. No, yeah, that is that is good. I imagine it would be a cult classic. <laughs> okay. Live score. How are you? Live score. I'm fine. Thank you. Live score. Out of ten. Live score. Pro- probably like a, th- a four. Oh, fucking hell! Bruno's just got well into a f- into a first one. Oh, touch <sighs> me. Yeah, he's like ah. Right, I'm going to jump on the keyboard. Well, interestingly, I have a point related to that in my life score. Yeah, shall I start so that you can fuss over Bruno and listen? Yeah, 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 go for it, yeah. Okay, life scores. I'm going first. Okay, so this week I've got my tickets for Dunkirk. Um, so I'm pretty excited. You too. Uh, IMAX. Elevation. No, just you as well is what I meant to say there. So, um, yeah, I'm well, well up for that. I'm going to see it after work on Friday. Um, 70 millimeter you're going 70 millimeter and IMAX or just IMAX well, I just IMAX I think it's one of these digital uh, things it's not a it's not it's not look it's not what you're getting that's all I'm going to say fine okay different different things for different people Neat. The, the common phrase goes yeah. um, so I'm excited about that if you're excited about that tell us all about it on facebook.com forward slash guys on film um, the other couple of things I wanted to say were obviously if you listen to last week's you'll know that I had shingles I was about 6.5 I'm much improved today was my first day back at work but the time off gave me a lot of time to check out lots and lots of movies Yes. Um, both at home in bed and in the cinema. Um, yeah. So here's the rundown. Okay. I saw Baby Driver. I was not impressed, and it's my least favourite of the Edgar Wright films. I was massively not into the choreography. Um, yeah. Like the the choreo- sorry choreography and timing and stunts with cars and chase sequences on foot oh, or in cars were all great. But there's a lot of stuff where a big deal was made with the cutting and movement of the camera and actor when there was yeah. really nothing impressive to show at all. There's one point where he makes toast and it's just the most overblown, elaborate for no reason sort of bullshit that really pissed me off. In the first 15 minutes of the film, there were a lot of things like that. Like him in the car and the cutting of him like tapping along to a song in the very opening scene almost made me want to leave. I was just like, I don't like this character yet. And, yeah, I didn't. It, I didn't like it. It took me a long time to to even slightly defrost to baby and his girlfriend. Yeah, you know, I probably didn't throughout the whole whole film because he was just surrounded by better. We wouldn't even say characters, but but better performances. Like, 
performances yeah I, th- I think that kind of was what disappointed me as well was because you were quite into Jamie Foxx and John Hamm and yeah. I, I felt that actually they didn't really provide a lot either and there was a lot of like smart alecky statements that almost went like maybe six or seven sentences in and then the last one was really unnecessary and all very overblown yeah. and like self-congratulatory and stuff and anyway I've I've written more of a uh, thing about that on our film of the month update. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, I also saw the beguiled one and two, so the 1971 version okay. and the version that's just come out. That's the Sofia Coppola one. Um, Coppola. Coppola. Okay. Um, I really enjoyed the Clint Eastwood one, uh, which is the Don Segal Segal one. Steven Segal's dad. <laughs> Yeah, um, I thought it was good. Uh, the only thing I kind of disliked about that was the um, they had voiceover inner head thoughts in it, and it's definitely much more of like a sort of B level movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Although with Clint Eastwood in it, it was probably actually like released as a as a first part of a matinee, but it was kind of B movier. Um, this the newer one, I wasn't massively impressed with, and then I was okay. even less impressed with once I saw the context of the second one. Um, uh, of the first one, sorry. I think uh, a lot of important points were taken out just because Sofia Coppola's kind of copping out. Um, She took race relations out of it, even though it was kind of in a time where slavery was like a a thing. And it's something that's covered. And actually one of the better characters in the first film is black. And she also took out like sort of... There's a an unreliable narrator aspect to the first film, which is uh, Clint Eastwood kind of professing to be this great soldier and like a sort of um, person doesn't really like war and all that right. went from the second one. And I kind of thought, well, yeah. she's she's removed a couple of things here that were kind of important. Uh, I also saw Spider Man, loved yes. it. I agree yeah. with all your points. Thought it was great. Um, I don't think the in car sequence was quite as shocking as you thought it was but i thought that the moment when you well i won't give it away but when a character appears and you didn't expect them to appear yeah i I thought that was super amazing um yeah because this leads me on to the next film it comes at night i also saw it at the cinema yeah as far as tension goes that is much much more tense i thought than anything in Uh, in spider-man yeah but come on i mean Different, it, it mo- different type of movie. It is, is what, 15, 18? What is it? Is, uh, I don't know, 15, I think. But yeah, yeah I, I, I'm, I'm not saying... Spider-Man that... is a 12A. It's going to have... I think the only thing is, I just thought that... But you, you um, proclaimed that it was probably one of the best scenes you've seen all year. I, I, think, it, I think it's one of them. I, I really... I, and I'm not the only one to think that. I thought the, the way that it was shot, the way that it was shot with the the kind of the eyes in the rear view mirror and you know Peter Parker being very uncomfortable and the other person having that upper hand I just thought it was a really good uh you know scene of like a mind game I just I loved the way that it played out I really okay. did I thought it was I thought it was a great the lighting was good like the you know how the, the use of camera was was great and and his his lines I mean, I want to say who it is, but the 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 main the baddies, I guess the the lines they were they were threatening as if they would be towards a you know seventeen eighteen year old, mm. and that it was a it was a a tough thing. It wasn't like overblown, and that's what I liked about it. It was just it got to him, mm-hmm. you know. And it was the first time that Peter Parker, I guess, had really had this whole shit. Well, you know, my it's my on powers, me to sort who this I out. am. 
it's on me to sort this out. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and I like that throughout the whole film. It's that he, he wants to kind of be more pivotal in everything, but he just hasn't really got the, you know, the common sense, you know, just yet. Um, so, so a couple of super quick things on that where I kind of thought that the wrap up of um, a certain character that he was infatuated with leaving at the end was very yeah. quick and sudden, and he wasn't really that honest about it. And, one final thing. We did say that there was something to do with the suit in advance of seeing the film that I thought in the trailer was kind of weirdly explained. And it was a good part of the movie because yeah. Tony Stark tells him, if you're nothing without the suit, then you'll always be nothing, or words to that effect. Um, and he proves that he is something without the suit. But my question is, has like, I, I literally don't know, and if you don't know, we can move on and, and people can give us answers. But I thought that Spider-Man being bitten by the spider gave him all of the uh, ability to crawl around and like have the, the resilience and all that sort of stuff. But I also thought it gave him the ability to shoot webs. Not in every single version of different stories, I guess. It is canon that he also has like web shooters as well. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. That that is that is a thing. Um, I think okay. the one thing that people have been complaining about a little bit is it, it doesn't seem that um, Spider Man has spider sense and that it's actually the suit doing all of the spider sense business. Yeah, um, I, I think that just opened the door for too much Tony Stark. And um, as we all know, Robert Downey Jr. has been the same character in every movie forever. Yeah. So. Uh, I think I think one thing I did I did like about the suit was the kind of dry banter of the suit itself. Yeah, I thought uh, that was trying good. to trying to get him to do completely inappropriate things was yeah I, I like that a lot. Okay, so super quick roundup on the other stuff. Uh, at home, I've been watching a lot of stuff, but rather than go through the specifics, I've just added uh, Shudder to my Amazon Prime membership. So that's the horror specific uh streaming service if it's any good you'll think you should have done it sooner so anyway uh i've gone through a lot of the uh video nasties from that so i'm prepping for that type of episode uh and okay. so far has so it got good. inside on there the french film do you know if it's got that on there i don't know but ollie i can let you know and i can let everyone else know in housekeeping next week but yeah it's been very good so far i'd recommend it but okay i do feel like it might run its course before the 30-day trial is done so i i need to remember to not just continue paying for it forever um but yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna check it out and then see if it's worth keeping uh the last film that i saw outside of the cinema was called keddy and it's a turkish film about cats Oh. Uh, which do, you want, is, do you want to speak to Bruno about this? Well, it's just um, super nice, and I think you specifically would enjoy it. Okay. Um, it's um, set in somewhere near Istanbul, I think, um, and it just follows like various different cat owners, and they explain the relationship between them and their cats, and also just that the city itself, culturally, has a huge thing about cats, because in the uh-huh. UK, it's not often that you see untamed cats just wandering around the streets they're they're always going back to an owner's house and um this is completely not the case there there's just like wild cats roaming around um and then like sort of people who maybe like work in a market like a group of seven or eight like stall keepers maybe like 
end up inheriting the cat and they all look after it together or whatever. Okay. Um, yeah. There's lots of little stories like that. So I would recommend that if people have a chance. It's in very okay. limited run, but it's it's good. Anyway, uh, overall, feeling better, back to work. Um, weirdly, I think the fact that I was ill last week and I gave myself a 6.5 is kind of because I was like, oh, I've got five days off now or whatever. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the time to get better. So that was yeah. good. Whereas now I'm not completely better yet, but I'm back to work. So I don't know if that's better or worse, really. But I'm going to say it's a seven because the enormous nerve pain is done with. What about you? Uh, Well, I mean, I haven't seen any films. I'm just going to go ahead and say I'm waiting for Dunkirk. Um, I'm thinking about going to see War War for the Race for the Planet of the Apes sometime this week um I'm, I'm kind of up for that i've heard very good things i've heard it's it's excellent um so i'm gonna go and see that i've started watching uh, glow on your recommendation mm-hmm. so what far, episode so good. you on I'm, I'm only on the second one okay. uh, i'm gonna watch another one later but yeah so far so good enjoying it um think it's think it's decent just been just been doing that i've had a haircut oh um, Explain so all. it was it was actually quite long in a sort of bob style cut, and then I was just getting a bit sick of it not being in any shape. So I've gone and had it cut, and I kind of feel like Bon Jovi when he had his hair cut for the first time, because um, it's got a bit of a I think it's got a bit of a, a shape or something to it. Do you um, look like I Chad mean, Kroger? No, he's got a perm. He's like super noodles. No, he had that. Now he's got short hair. Nah, no. I mean, it's uh, no, fine. no, no. That's a fact. But you're saying now nah because you don't look like it. I, d- I don't look like Chad Kroger. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that, there's our next it. Instagram I mean, post. Uh, but riding a riding a high from the you know, uh great no great response for last week's Chris Nolan podcast. and Porno um, podcast. Yeah, so I've been trying to work out what it's been that's elephant. I mean, because we're talking about a five x increase on listenership on on one episode alone. So if people can um, tell us what made them listen to it last week, that would be super yeah. helpful. I mean, so I've got a few... Because this pair of idiots are not going to work it out. Well, I've got a few a few theories. Theory one is that it was genuinely a good episode that coincided with something relevant. Um, and, you know, people found it and enjoyed it. The, the second one is that people were searching for uh, My Dad Made a Porno or just porn. And they stumbled across it. Uh, Or the third one is that actually only one person has listened to it. But what they did was they've put it on repeat um, and then gone on holiday and forgot about it. Okay. So those are my my thoughts. Oh, you know, and and the first one is also down to, you know, a bit of good promotion and good videos and good, good Instagram and Facebook content. Uh, and it and it was a, a good episode as well, but people aren't going to know that going in. Uh, but you know, either way, it's uh, it's nice to see the numbers uh, going up there. Agreed. So that's put me that's put me to an eight point five. Fucking hell, you're a full one point five ahead of me. Yeah, because that that makes me feel like all the editing, all the recording, and you know, all the research is bloody worth it. You're validated in your life. Right? Validated. Yeah. Validated. Yeah, that's right. Okay, shall we talk Arnie? Yeah. Sure. They've gone and done the research. They've oh, it that must back. have been hours and hours of... Oh, wow, I really can't really believe it. Really I hope that information wasn't false. So. So. 
Every minute counts, Ollie. So 1993, I think we left off in the last one. But I'll be honest, I didn't finish the episode, so I don't bloody know. Okay. Um, so so where, that where leaves we, us... Where do you think we got to? I think we got to roughly uh, twins-ish uh, and, and yeah. sort of uh, that area. And we did Kindergarten Cop, definitely. Um, yeah. So and Did we mention that there's a there's going to be a triplet coming out with Eddie Murphy? We possibly did, yeah. And actually, I don't think we should we should really stay on that for too long. Uh, the details, no. at least as far as uh, IMDb are concerned, are that there are no details about that yet, other than the announcement that the three people involved would be involved. So yeah, okay. we can move on. So uh, 1993, he was in something called Dave. I don't know much about that. I don't think you do either. So let's do Last Action Hero. Yeah, the... Uh... His, his first, what he believes, or what a lot of people believe, is his first flop. possible st- flop, bomb, stinker. Okay. What did you flop, think of Flop, bomb, it? stinker. <laughs> um, I, you know what? It, it came out around the same time as Jurassic Park, and it just, it just slipped me by. And I think, if I remember correctly, it was also a 15. Um, Ooh. So I was 13 at the time and basically, you know, couldn't go and see it at the cinema. And then I guess when it came out on, on VHS, I'd heard all of the negative stuff around it, that it was, you know, that it was a flop, that it was a stinker, that it, it just wasn't very good. So I didn't actually watch it for, you know, quite a long time. Um, and when I watched it, I thought, you know, it's, it's fine, but it, it is it is a struggle of a film to get through, I, I think. I don't think it's that great. I don't think it's a classic. But anyway, look, we, we were about to talk about something that people don't know anything about, so I'm just going to just quickly rattle off the official synopsis. The official synopsis! With the help of a magic ticket, a young film fan is transported into the fictional world of his favourite action film character, Jack Slater. Mm-hmm. Not Jack Reacher. No, Jack Slater. Although the way that he's dressed and the height and build of him Arnold Schwarzenegger is a bit more Jack Reacher, really, than Tom Cruise ever has been. So this is directed by John McTiernan, who did uh, Die Hard Mm -hmm. and Predator. Yep. So, you know, they'd they'd work together. And and he was in good stead. He'd done good stuff prior. Yeah, he'd done good good stuff prior. Uh, But I think this one was a little bit of a bit of a mad one. Um, So... They had basically from the first day of shooting, they had nine and a half months from day one of shooting to rewrite, shoot the whole film and edit it. And actually the editing of the film took basically three weeks and took them up to like literally one week before shipping out to the to the cinemas. Um, I believe it was an absolute, absolute nightmare. the 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 actual kind of you know how they do like a a test audience screening uh-huh that was an absolute disaster um they wanted to push it back but they couldn't cuz Jurassic Park was coming out and you know how it is once you've got a date locked down you you bloody got to hit it so they hit it they did um but and it was, it was fine just, it was it it didn't make the kind of figures that they wanted it to make not not for not for Arnie. What kind of figures were you thinking that they were going to make? Well, I guess they probably wanted to make Terminator 2 style figures, surely. 
Sure. Yeah. I mean, it had it had a lot of promotion behind it. It had seven video games, a twenty million dollar Burger King promotion, thirty six million dollar theme park ride, Fuck. NASA's first paid ad in space, um, as well as a four story inflatable Jack Slater at Cannes. And Schwarzenegger gave 40 television interviews and 54 print interviews in 24 hours. Fuck. Uh, so, a, I mean, they absolutely grafted the hell out of that film. Um, what, what, does, I mean, it, what does the first NASA um, uh, advert in space look like? How, how does that get into the hearts and minds of the public? I think they may have just put some new stars in the sky. To spell. Okay, that makes sense. Sure. Hero, or yeah. Just realign the planets or some, you know, I don't know what they, you know, nah, it's all science, isn't it? I, I haven't got a clue. Yeah, leave that um, to the eggheads. Or just what do you, what do you think? Tub. Yeah, leave it to the eggheads. What do you, what do you think about, about it anyway? What um, do you think about it? What I think about it is, uh, I, I actually kind of like it. I think it's fine. Um, I think it's something that I could watch on a rainy day again at some point and then probably go, that was shit. But what about not a rainy day? Um, no, definitely not. Not what on a about rainy windy day? day. What about just a really windy day? No, no, I, I wouldn't watch it then. Uh, snow. Yeah, maybe, maybe okay, snow day. Cool. Yeah, I liked the uh, graphics of the ticket. I thought the rotoscope sort of ticket looked cool when he was first yeah. realizing that it was magical. Um, yeah, it's got all that kind of electricity going around it. Sparkles and like, electricity. Uh, yeah. Bit like Big Trouble in Little China or um, Back to the Future, that sort of. Now on the Big Trouble in Little China point, it has a great painted artwork cover, um, yes. which I like, or the poster, or whatever you want to call it. I like that because it's got all the characters in it. It makes sense as well to some degree. Um, yeah. Like the action is in the screen and the characters are jumping out of the screen. Makes sense yeah. in terms of what the movie was like. Um, yeah. Uh, one thing I was going to say is that this has got Arnie in a red t-shirt and it does that type of thing that like movie toys do where they go off script and like they have the character designed in a way that they never appear like in the film. So like right. I remember that there was a Terminator 1 or 2 toy. Either way, never made sense. But he had <laughs> okay. uh, like this flak vest on but had his arms out. Okay, and, and, all right. So like Commando. Yeah, but it was it was definitely a Terminator toy because he had like a, a his chest would come down and you would see the robot underneath it. Like so the robot beneath. But uh, anyway, in the in the poster here, he's got his red t shirt ripped so that his muscles are showing, um, and that doesn't happen in the movie, as far as I know. So uh, this is uh, Vince McMahon of WWF's favorite thing, which is if you're mus- muscly, show it off. So that's the yeah. point. And I, I actually meant to say this just generally about Arnie because like, we've talked about the films and the details of them, but we kind of haven't talked about why he's actually a success. Now, a big part... He's got of, the X Factor. Well, he's got the X Factor, but the initial part of it was, you know, he's an oddity and he's something that people are not used to seeing on screen. Like that bodybuilder yeah. physique is just completely unique. Um, but then that paired with the fact that he was really charismatic as well helped him just have the X Factor muscles on display. But a couple of other things just quickly. Uh, one of our Tom Party um, guests is in this. Tom Noonan is the Ripper. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yes. I actually had a, a toy of both the Ripper and uh, Jack Slater. Uh, and the Ripper... Is he the, guy with the, is he the guy with the axe? He is, yeah. 
So I just say crazy guy with an X coming out of here. <laughs> Your accent of Arnie is getting worse, actually. I think we've not done an episode in almost long enough about it. Just, just to keep you up to date, Bruno has now made it from the table to the computer area. Okay, uh, so finish the podcast quickly. Yeah. Highly trepidatious. All yeah. listeners should be tense because there may be an outage uh, at any wow. moment. Shit. <laughs> Can you not just remove him? Show him who's I'm, boss. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I mean, he has only got three legs. I don't want to be... He's all right. He's moved away now. Let's carry on. So uh, the toy of the Ripper, there was a little uh, button at the back of it that you would pull down, a little lever. Lever. And uh, his arms would be up in there above his head with the axe in them, and then they would chop down the way. It's quite sinister. Yeah, okay. Um, And then the other bad guy is Charles Dance with uh, a glass eye and a very long revolver. (laughs) <laughs> which okay. I think is pretty cool. Anyway, yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's not the best film in the world, but I would re-watch it at some point. Why don't okay. you, the viewer, or listener, uh, the viewer of the movie, have a look and then tell us what you think about it. Does, does, about... it does it stand up to a re-watching? Last Action Hero, uh, comment us or let us know in a little email through our website. Guys on film. I mean, talking, a, talking about... Talking about a rewatch and you know watching it again, uh, I've got a little bit of IMDb parents' guide here. So the profanity. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so this is very relevant. So there's lots of mild profanity scattered throughout the film. F word is used, for example, uh, but also it says cock sucking is used once, oh, really? which is surprise. It said, uh, and then listen, which is surprising from a PG thirteen movie, but. It's said so quickly, you might not pick up on it at first. So what it is saying is that you'll pick up it on the, on the second time. So first time, you might not hear the cock sucking. Second time, be prepared. Be prepared for cock sucking on your second viewing. I <laughs> uh, wish this was this Christopher Nolan episode still. It wouldn't be so... Of course. Rude. Okay, um, shall we move also, on? Also, it's just one one more fact that you might like is this: the ACDC song "Big Gun" was written specifically for the movie uh, after Arnold approached them personally. Wow! I don't know how he did that. I mean, maybe he tracked them down. He's like, "Hey, I just want you to write me a song. I just want you to play Big Gun. <laughs> um, Do it now." Yeah, also, around this time, he appeared in uh, a music video for Bon Jovi as well. So he was obviously doing the rounds in the music community at the time. Yeah. Sure. So shall we move on to True Lies, 1994? Yep. With a fearless... Oh, sorry, I was just going to read straight synopsis. into it. The official synopsis! A fearless, globe-trotting, terrorist-battling secret agent has his life turned upside down when he discovers his wife might be having an affair with a used car salesman while terrorists smuggle nuclear warheads into the United States. I like how warheads is two separate words. Yeah, warheads. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, now this this was a, a return to form. Um, this was great. This I, is something that Arnie, I believe, is quoted as saying, this is the role I was made to play. Yeah. So this is directed by James Cameron, my favourite director. Is he? 
really. No, I don't know if he is actually, but I just want to annoy you. He <laughs> he is great. Yeah, he is. He is great. Yeah, he is great. Yeah. Okay. So also starring uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and Tom Arnold, who the studio didn't want to hire because. He's kind of sleazy, yeah. but he was also involved in like a sleazy divorce from Roseanne, I believe. Yeah. But James Cameron met him and thought, this is the man for the job. Yeah. And Tom Arnold ended up saying, this is the most fun he's had on a movie. Wow. Big words. Yeah. I mean, wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, uh, I mean, I mean what, one interesting thing, uh, kind of rewatching parts of it over the week, I haven't watched the whole film again. Um, was the actual the baddies Crimson Jihad uh, the name of the actual terrorist organisation they basically did three lions before Chris Morris got round to doing it because they were fairly incompetent you know there's there's a scene where they're recording their uh, their video to like threaten the world with a camcorder and the battery's running out and he's like you know the battery runs out halfway through recording this like brutal message um you know and it's like yeah it's the kind of like incompetent stuff that they were going for in uh in three lines as well yeah so but one thing that I, I did kind of get from it was that um they were thinking about doing a sequel to true lies yeah. but eventually after you know obviously 9-11 and uh, many other things that have happened over the years cameron said in an interview he dropped it because in this day and age Terrorism, Terrorism isn't funny. It just isn't funny anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, look, Ian, there was a time when terrorism was bloody hilarious, right? Well, but yeah, it's not anymore. Yeah. Uh, do know. you have any other facts? I was reading the trivia on this today, and there are a couple of couple of good things. Did you have uh, any? I mean, there's there's a there's a couple that I quite I quite enjoyed. Um, James Cameron can be heard. As the helicopter pilot who says, "Yeah, she's got a head in his lap." Yahoo, um, <laughs> you know, seedy little men with seedy little jokes. Seedy uh, um, James Cameron. There was one other thing that I quite liked, and that was that uh, James Cameron hired a team of comedy writers to come up with the <laughs> jokes. Yeah, he was uh, unsatisfied with the work, so he let them go and decided to try his own hand at comedy and rewrote the script from scratch and kept only two jokes uh, from the original team, one of which was Arnie's famous line of... You're fired. A.K.A. the best line in the film. Yeah, I mean, they were good for nothing, except the best bit. Yeah, they were good for nothing, yeah, apart from the best line in the film. The the Uh, one... Yeah, so, I mean, that's all I've got there. The one main bit that I actually found um, that, that made me think, oh, this is kind of different when I first saw it, um, and I believe the first time I saw this was on a family trip to uh, Italy or Spain. I think it was Italy, 1994, 95-ish, I think. That does actually check out. That makes sense. It was a now, family... did you watch it with your family? Uh, I watched it on a family trip to Italy on a coach. <sighs> we went to Europe on a coach. I imagine there was probably a lot of shuffling around during the... Uh... The lap dance scene. Well, what was good was I had a seat at the back of the bus. I think for most of it on my own. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was only so, I was only six. But, right. Okay. So don't look, listeners. Stop thinking about that. He's six. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was pre that. 
So I, I probably just didn't really understand what was going on when she was doing the striptease thing. And plus, she doesn't okay. even take her pants and bra off. Um, so, no. you know, it's rubbish. <laughs> but you did on the coach. Uh, uh, so move on. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I, I think it was probably a heavily edited version because it was being shown on like a family coach trip. That or the, the leader of the coach trip was a fucking idiot. Um, yeah. Okay, next. What have we got? It's Junior. Yeah, well, I don't know. I'm not bothered about Junior. Stupid. Okay, shall we? Shall we move on? I mean, the only only thing. I mean, I do have... you think it? Do you also think it's just stupid, or do you think it's? I think it's um, gotten into everyone's. Not everyone, but a, a lot of people do remember it because of the number of times it's been replayed on ITV or ITV Two. Yeah. Uh, at least in or the three. UK. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's stupid. And the tagline's quite good. Nothing is inconceivable. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, um, okay. the only bet, the only bet I not find as clever as Mister Doubtfire, but it is clever. What's Mister Doubtfire? It's my idea for a. Yeah, just. Oh, sorry, sorry. I thought you meant Mrs. Doubtfire. I just, I, I totally overlooked the fact that you changed the gender because gender is meaningless to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Your gender is certainly meaning meaningless to you. Cool. Uh, <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> Look, anyway, Junior. Is, the the, the yeah. only memorable bit for me and Junior is the fact that after he has the baby, they're on a beach and they're eating the one year old um, birthday cake. The baby's foot lands in the cake, which is that uh, particularly weird, sloppy uh, sponge cake that Americans have. Yeah. Like, okay. really no structure to the sponge whatsoever. Okay. I mean, Bake Off would have a field day on it. Um, yeah. But Arnold does a typically Arnold thing that I feel probably wasn't scripted. And he's right. doing a sort of turn around and look at everyone. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> and um, he puts the baby's entire foot in his mouth and licks the icing off. Now that is just really disconcerting. Yeah. Because he's got a massive face and everything. Yeah. It, yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. Putting an how, entire how, I mean, being is, is he a man? Is he, is he, he is a man in the film, right? Yeah. I mean, biologically, how does he give birth? I don't know, mate. Nothing's Does he inconceivable. Do through, his, through his willy. No, I think they must do um, a cesarean section. But I mean, it okay. suggests that he has a womb, right? So what? How's right. that? I mean, some, that's, some that, things, is, some that things... is mental, mental vivid image. <laughs> <laughs> mental that is vivid. Mental vivid imagery that I just don't want to deal with right now. So it's mental vivid imagery. Yeah. Okay. So Eraser, popular nineties band. With the hits, little respect. And Arnold Schwarzenegger was in Erasure. <laughs> he was in Erasure, yeah, yeah. I think he played synths. Um, so it was uh, directed by Chuck Russell, who did Nightmare on Elm Street Three: Colon Dream Warriors, and also the remake of The Blob, which is pretty decent actually. Uh, so this one is the official synopsis: A witness pr- protection specialist becomes suspicious of his co-workers when dealing with a case involving high-tech weapons. I mean, even that just sounds shit. Well, It's not very good. Yeah, the high-tech weapons are a bit of a disappointment because for some reason in Robocop, the massive like guns that they've got seem cool, but that's because they're not firing electricity. Now, they're quite implausible. They're like a version of like a 50 cal sniper rifle. X-ray that, pulse weapons. That, um, that actually shoots rockets. I'm talking about Robocop. But Yep. In Eraser, they're like these, yeah, pulse cannons that are just stupid. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that 
synopsis alone is already leading me to nah, mate. Let's move on. Shall we? There's nothing. There's no look. Every minute counts, and I feel like we're gonna want to erase the last minute. Um, we have to cover. And I'd rather talk about. I'd rather talk about Jingle all the way. Okay, what's the best line in Eraser? Your luggage. Yeah. Okay. Not you are erased. Mm, no, I think I think when he he, yeah, the uh, alligator attack. Yeah, the alligator attack to... CG is particularly shonky. <laughs> Harrowing. Harrowing CG. Yeah. Okay. Uh, jingle <laughs> okay, all so the way. Jingle all the way. The official synopsis. Father vows to get his son a Turbo Man action. Turbo Man. However, every store is sold out of them, and he must travel all over town and compete with everybody else in order to find one. Uh, so this story is based on the 1980s shopping frenzy over uh, the Cabbage Patch dolls. So this is where they, they, it was originally conceived from, because that was a similar thing, sold out everywhere. Parents fighting in the streets over uh, these crappy little dolls for their their kids when did um, when did toy, uh, toy story come out was that 93 or toys story. toy story i think it might i think you know what you might you might be right i think it may have been about the same year as jurassic park and uh because i was just going to say action. that um jingle all the way turbo man always reminds me of buzz lightyear um yeah there's a similarity yeah. there but hey I'm, I'm I mean, it's the same. It's the same these days with like mini Super Nintendos and stuff. You know, everybody's going. I've going ordered mad. one of those. I think that's probably the only <sighs> game console I'll actually play for quite a while. I think it's the only one I'll actually play for quite a while. Um, I mean, know, I've just got only PS4. like the old games. Well, I've got a Sega Mega Drive, but I can't plug it into the TV anymore because the TV doesn't yeah. actually play something that old. Anyway, well, I, to- I was always Toy Story, a Mega Drive. Toy Story. I was 95. always a Mega Drive kid. Yeah, oh, me too. But that's why I think getting a snares is good because I'll, I've never really seen those things, and I'd actually quite you like relive memories you never had. Exactly. Yeah, and I think also okay. um, I'd quite like a Nintendo sixty four. So Toy Story was ninety five. So actually, it's very okay. apt for the the year afterwards to have a, a film about Turbo Men. But uh, yeah. Cabbage Patch Kids, it is, I guess. Cabbage Patch. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So the so giant what, Santa in this film was WWE superstar Paul Big Show White. Uh, at the time, he was Correct. the giant in WCW. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also, James Belushi is a mall Santa. James Belushi, of course, also acted with Arnold in other things. Oh, Ollie, we covered it on the show. Yeah. Oh, Red Raw, Raw Red, Red Dawn, Red Heat, Red Dawn, Red Heat, Red Raw, Red Heat. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I want I want us to write a movie called Red Raw Red Heat. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think yeah, it's so, I think it's about my shingles. What'd you what you think about Shingle All the Way anyway? Oh mate. It's good. Shingle All the Way and Red Raw Red Heat. They're they're a they're a <laughs> matinee waiting to happen. Yeah. Um Yeah, I like it. I mean I I wasn't on the hype hype train of it when it came out. Once it had been replayed on TV a fair bit, I'd kind of yeah. gotten to know it. I really, I never particularly liked the performance of Sinbad, who is Myron Larrabee. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't really rate him. The neighbor, it is a kids' film. The the neighbor, Phil Hartman, put the cookie down. Yeah, that's my cookie. Um, and he's obviously or was Troy McClure from The Simpsons. He's got a great voice, yeah. and he's so smarmy. 
And yeah. I think he's, oh, yeah, he's, he's great. He's trying to crack onto his wife yeah. all the time. And Liz Langston. getting like mad Christmas Christmas decoration envy. But I, I like Jingle All The Way. Uh, it's a regular in this household at, at Christmas. I watch it with Rosie and Eric. Jamie! Uh, they, they, find it, they find it very funny. Yeah, it's good. Uh, he he beats up a ton of uh, Santas at some point in it, yeah. and he also chases for a ball through the mall. That's that is a funny bit. That is a funny that's bit. the bit that 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 is the funny bit that the kids are uh, howling at. So do you think do you think this one maybe is a a rock remake waiting to happen? Mm, I'd prefer not to be honest. I mean, but to be fair, like thinking about it, it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense in twenty seventeen. Because people are just sat on a PC with like loads of tabs open, hitting F five, having live chat, live chat with customers. It, it just wouldn't make a, a very riveting uh, performance. So anyway, moving on, uh, we've got Batman and Robin. Yeah, one of my favourite films, and I mean it's not. It's probably in my top seven hundred or something, but it's one of my uh, guilty pleasures. So the official synopsis. Batman and Robin try to keep their relationship together, even as they must stop Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy from freezing Gotham City. Obviously, Schwarzenegger playing Mr. Freeze. I've made a harrowing mistake, Ollie. What I meant was... Housekeeping. Batman Forever is one of my guilty pleasures, and obviously Batman and Robin is one of the worst movies of all time. Yeah. Uh, So this one is starring uh, George Clooney as Nippleman. Chris O'Donnell returning as... Dobbin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dobbin. So he's got, you know, he's got um, 27 ice puns in the film. Oh, how many can you get? Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Okay. Um, ice to meet you. Hey, yeah. everybody, chill. Um, I mean, it says here, ice to see you, actually. Okay. Ice to see you. Yeah, that does make more sense. Uh, yeah. Hey, everybody, chill. Uh, yeah. He does say just freeze at some point. Okay. Uh, I've, uh, so you're not sending me to the cooler. Yeah, that one doesn't really make that much sense. No, not really. No, no. Uh, let's kick some ice. Yes, that's when they're all skating around at the start. And uh, and we're here. So, what killed the dinosaurs? The ice age. I mean, just terrible. And also, I think he, yeah, because he sets up his own one-liner. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, but I think he says at some point, um, the ice age cometh. The ice man cometh. Oh, the ice man cometh. Yeah. Right. Allow me to break the ice. It's <laughs> yeah. good. It's so. just lots of cool party. Yeah. I mean, you know, just a lot of... Cool. Cool party. Um, so, yeah, there we go. I mean, it's it's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, I we, think I've got... We talked about this one on the, the uh, lost Batman episode, and it'll we never did. return. And I, and I want to I wanna just give you one fact. And this isn't even um, an Arnie fact. This is a Clooney fact. Uh, so between um, Clooney and his stunt doubles, they went through 50 rubber bat suits, right? Uh-huh. Now, the second fact related to this is due to the difficulty and large amount of time it took to remove the Batman suit, George Clooney reportedly urinated in his suit on at least one occasion. But I reckon he probably did it on at least 50 occasions. <laughs> Hence the rubber bat suit perishing. Yeah, okay. With enough. his caustic urine. 
Oh, God, that's disgusting. <laughs> you know, you know, like how like Batman's got like a little bit like of rubber by his neck. Yeah, maybe a little bit of chin thing. So like, it it just kind of starts trickling out. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I don't know like why, a but I, fountain. But I actually just imagine it coming out of his mouth, like dribbling out. <laughs> 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 no, no. Um, so this this is one basically um, after Batman and Robin, Arnie um, was out of action until end of days in 1999 because he underwent heart surgery. Um, and then basically there was certain anxiety about ensuring Arnold Schwarzenegger in action films because of his, uh, because of his ticker. Mm-hmm. So, you know. There's uh, just one last thing I want to say about Batman and Robin is he looks cool with a bald head. I mean, yeah. I mean the suit's actually quite cool as well. It's just that the whole film yeah. is terrible. Like the writing is just yeah. abysmal. But he he looked quite cool, I think. Um, so there was, yeah, so he had his he had his ticker the, problem. Sorry, I I just I yeah I kind of forgot all about that ever happening. Um, or I'd kind of forgotten. I did know, I think, but. Yeah, he's since had another operation as well, I think. Hmm. But uh, yeah, so um, so there was just just to quickly move on, but there's uh, there was two other people that were um, lined up or other choices that Joel Schumacher had to play Mister Freeze, and they were Anthony Hopkins, <laughs> believe it or not, which just sounds oh, come on, and and Hulk Hogan. Let me see you freeze, brother. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Um, there's there's Batman and Robin. It's not the greatest. I went to see it at the cinema, and it was, you you know, you, I, I mean, I'm fairly easily pleased when it comes to summer blockbusters, and I was looking forward to this one, um, but I left very disappointed. <clears throat> I might, I, I think I even fell asleep. It was so, it was so poor. What's that? End of Days or Batman and Robin? Uh, sorry, Batman and Robin. Okay. What do you think of End of Days? It's it's on here as thirty three Metascore. I was again. I was pretty excited about it because it was Arnie was coming back. He had a bit of a beard, did he not? Mm-hmm. Um, he was an alcoholic. It was supposed to be a little bit of a serious role, um, and then obviously going to see it and it being loads of CGI sex scenes and Gabrielle Byrne just being a bit kind of hammy and none of it really making a lot of sense. I thought it was quite uh, quite all right. I mean, it's not I great. Really, I, I don't really. I mean, it's not great by any stretch, but I'd rewatch that. Yeah, it's it's one of the better of his later period here. So yeah, I guess straight so. after that, uh, he was in the music video "Say It Isn't So" for uh, Bon Jovi. Not Weezer. Um, um, which was I'm just sorry. I've just got, I've just got one really good bit of trivia for end of days. So uh, years later, Miriam Margoyles revealed on a talk show. Uh, that she did not enjoy her first and only working experience with Arnold, citing that in their scene together, he farted in my face. Oh, my God. Wow. <clears throat> Imagine that. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to, because every week we're getting in the farty submersible with him. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I can't even really remember. I'd need to rewatch to see what her scene with him is like. See how It's that's the working. farting in the face scene, Ian. Does he actually fart in her face? I don't know, but we're going to have to go back and check. Yeah, we are. Um, on that note, I do have a couple of things that I'll start interjecting now, which are um, 
controversial Arnold Schwarzenegger quotes. Because I think generally we're very glowing about Arnie. Um, and and I think there are some, some weird dodginess and oddities about him. Okay, Arnold Schwarzenegger and his friend and fellow Austrian Kurt Waldheim. My friends don't want me to mention Kurt's name because all, all the recent Nazi stuff and the UN controversy. But I love him. Maria does too. And so thank you, Kurt. Uh, he's a Nazi war c- criminal. You know, it takes things in a sort of odd direction, doesn't it? You've certainly taken this in a direction that uh, I don't feel comfortable with. Um, I mean, we've gone from light-hearted to... Uh, Whatever this is now. Okay, so controversial quote number two. I saw this toilet bowl. How many times do you get away with this? To take a woman, grab her upside down, and bury her face in a toilet bowl. <laughs> I wanted to have something floating there. The thing is, you can't do it. <laughs> because in the end, I didn't do it to a woman. She's a machine. We couldn't get away with it without being crucified by who knows what group. Uh, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger describing a scene in Terminator 3. Uh, uh, right. Not Not... I mean, I was thinking for a moment this was Arnold Schwarzenegger describing just, you know, his, something he did. His at-home relationship with Maria Schreiber. No. Yeah. Uh, no. I mean, they are controversial. Uh, you know, they're controversial quotes. Uh, you know, I'm not saying he's, he's, you know, he's never done anything or said anything wrong or, or whatever. He's, you know, he's human after all. However, I think the good outweighs the bad. Um, you know, and I think he's on on... He's probably one of my favourite favourite people, um, you know. So unless something really bad happens, I'm all right with him. Okay. There is a website called um, ArnoldExposed.com, <sighs> and it's it's not about him taking his clothes off. Funnily enough, although that does. Well, if you want to see that, you can go and watch Aftermath. The, the, there is. Uh, I mean, there's certainly some of that on there. At eight twenty one a.m. on uh, the. UK's morning TV show The Big Breakfast in the 90s he uh, grabbed a hold of Denise Van Outen's bum uh, on a bed I'm just looking at an image of that now this is in the sexual harassment and misogyny section Um, so anyway I'd actually much prefer people go to uh, guysonfilm.com forward slash contact and tell us what they think about the movies that we've been through already on this podcast but do you think we can fit one more in? No. No more movies? No. We didn't even get to the sixth day. Futuristic action well, about a man who meets a clone of himself and stumbles into a grand conspiracy about cloning clones taking over the well, world. I mean, we've got to it now, so I mean, that's done. Cool. Uh, what's your favourite bit? None. None of it. You didn't like any of it? No, the, the the DVD cover looks terrible as well. He's got these weird circle things over his eyes that make him look like a like he's wearing weird kind of penfold glasses. Um it just wasn't very good. It's it's one of these. Oh, let's have like six Arnie's in one film. Well, I mean, there were only two. Yeah, well, they did that in Last Action Hero. I, look, I just didn't. I didn't rate the it. The best bit of that. The best bit of that movie is uh, when he turns his daughter upside down over the top of his head and he says, "Clara, where are you? I can't find you." Um, I think that happens and then in the first ten minutes. Head. Into, into a, a toilet, toilet bowl. Uh, with something floating in there. It was also directed by someone called Roger Spotterswood. Yes, who did some of the Bonds, right? Yeah, Tomorrow Never Dies. Uh, he also did Turner and Hooch. Oh. Ah, details. So, is that the end of this episode? It is, yeah. Well, luckily, we're only two movies away from Terminator 3, which is where we wanted to land, because I forced you through end of days there. Or, sorry, the yeah. sixth day. Sixth day. Um, okay, 
next week shall we finish this off no because we're going to do the august movies preview um so we're going to be running through some of the movies that are coming up in august and telling you what we reckon about them dark tower the dark Tower. detroit yeah detroit looks good yeah 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 um okay so we'll be going through those if anyone's got a suggestion for what next week's Seggy one is hey listen we just want to hear from you it's not because we're low on ideas it's because yeah. we want some back and forth interaction. But if you've got a good idea that you want us to cover for a comical, light-hearted start to next week's show, then you can get in touch with us in the usual ways. So we're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash guys on film. Um, you can get all our video previews there and all the various updates through the week. Um, some previews about what's coming next. We're on Twitter and Instagram at GOF Podcast and the website is guysonfilm.co.uk forward slash contact to send us a note or explore the rest of the website and let us know what are you on the internet Ollie? Um, I'm nothing I don't I don't want to be I want to stay under the radar alright Pete I mean you can just go back to one of the earlier episodes to find out who Ollie is and then you can harass him yeah uh, yeah well, we've managed to make it through without Bruno um, pulling the power cable out or standing on the keyboard. So I think all in all, despite the quality, the poor quality of the conversation, the at least the recording is safe. Cool. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, great. Anything else? No, just bye. Bye-bye. See you later. Have a good time. Nice to see you. No, we're saying goodbye. That's a greeting. Oh, (laughs) okay. Uh, Right.